welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. My name is Ryan Doze. I am your distinguished host for today, and we have got some fantastic content set up for you today with the guys from Apollo City Comics. We are doing part two of our Devourer King series. We get into the meat of this storyline. We get to see Galactus and Thor kind of on a on a buddy road trip. It goes all sorts of wrong. We get some great cameos. A mystery character shows up that I didn't see coming. There is some fantastic stuff in this episode and I know you're going to enjoy it a lot. Before we get jumping into our content today, be sure to go follow our friends over at Apollo City Comics on Instagram. They're a great follow. Brandon and Brandon do a great job over there. Go follow them on all your podcast devices and in iTunes and Spotify, wherever you find great podcast. Apollo City is there providing fantastic content in the world of comic books and just general nerdery. So be sure to do that. Go support them. And I wanted to let you know that this is uh, just a great opportunity uh, for us as a podcast, reaching out to other different fans, other different comic book readers, other just different appreciators of these mediums that we enjoy. I know there was a lot of news coming out this last week where Disney and Marvel announced a lot of different exciting titles that are coming to Disney Plus, that are coming to the Marvel Universe, and there's a lot of excitement around the world of superheroes. And then on the comic book side, the actual, you know, the the, the paper stories where it all started, that stuff, it's still going on strong. There's a lot of great things coming up in the end of this year and then the beginning of next year in the world of comics. So just from from one fan to another, I just want to say this is a great time to be a fan of comic books, of comic book properties, comic book creators. These comic book creators that we've talked about over the last few weeks on the podcast, you know, namely Donny Cates, Jason Aaron, Nick Klein, some others that we drop in the podcast today. These are creators you want to go and follow their work. Go read other things that they've done. Lots of them have their own creator-owned comics. So go support them. Go support the creators that are bringing these awesome stories, these awesome characters to you. That's just a little bit of me as a fan just wanting to further the appreciation of the people that bring us these awesome stories. Speaking of bringing you something awesome... Myself and the guys over at Apollo City were completely just stoked out of our minds to continue our conversation about Donny Cates and Nick Klein's Thor run, this specific story, The Devourer King. So let's jump into our conversation with Brandon and Brandon on this week's episode. Guys, you ready to jump into the, the second issue? Yes. I mean, the, oh, the, hell yeah. I'll tell you what. The first, the first you know, uh, adventure is fantastic. And Donnie Cates and Nick Klein do not have a sophomore slump here. No. Um, the, it keeps going. And there is a reference on the first few pages of, of this uh, second issue that is so beyond meta that it's just 
Fantastic. Um, so uh, we jump into uh, the second issue where uh, this black ash is falling over a cityscape and people are disappearing and we're, we're meant to believe that it's the black winter coming mm -hmm. to consume things. And I'm just going to read this dialogue and then we can go crazy with it for a little bit. Um, it says uh, that, oh goodness, where do we even start? This is so good. Um, what will you do when the end comes? What, when your past and your future cease to exist? When the entirety of who you are and who you will ever be becomes moot in silence, indifferent, cold that falls across your universe? Will you scream prayers to your gods? Will you clasp your hands in hope that your noble defenders will arrive? You will. They all do. And just like the denizens of this particular universe, your gods will arrive. A sun god, a god of emerald light, a god of dark, perhaps, a god of the ocean of speed of strength. The universe, this universe, like so many before it, is protected by leagues of gods, many of them as powerful as those who have always, you've always known and marveled at, and all of them united, power beyond imagination, by the belief of the faithful will not be enough. Uh, I got chills you reading that. So like, freaking good. How do you how do you have a comic called Crossover and you cross over all the image comics and then you're crossing over DC Marvel like on your like day job? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like that's that's so well executed, you know, and that's just brilliant story, you know, writing and creativity and bridging gaps and showing you how powerful this black winner is. Like he's based he's telling you if this was the DC universe they would fail. There is nothing strong enough to stop it. Justice League is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, I love how he, he says it. He, it's, it's a great piece of storytelling. He says it without saying it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because um, you know what he's talking about. Because, because he assumes that his, his readers can put the dots together. Mm -hmm. And once you put the dots together, you have the, the reaction that I had where I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Yeah. Call out the Justice League. And you're I mean, also, you know, looking at different perspectives. We're dealing with a book that's, you know, dipped in Norse mythology, but now he's also dipping in like Greek mythology by how he's naming the characters. And yeah. so even, even if someone like said that it's not the Justice League or DC universe, he could just turn around and be like, I'm talking about Greek gods, you know? I'm talking mm -hmm. about the planet before this, like, you know, all this type of stuff. So it's just the metaphors and how he's doing all that is just, it's beautiful. It's great. And it yeah. just transitions you so well into yeah. what's coming. You can kind of see the jab at DC though, because at that top panel uh, before the planet, before the page of the planets, like being like sucked into a black hole, basically, mm -hmm. it looks like yeah. the daily planet. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah, Superman I, I, red, red, blue. Yeah. And then I, the, I, the green I assume I, yeah, it's, just amazing this this uh second page alone i think is is worthy of a a in-depth discussion it, it and, and it's just one page it's just one page mm -hmm. four panels you know um and there's no thor on it um, but, yeah. but then uh but then we see um you know uh we see the the, the black winter consuming you know that unnamed universe mm -hmm. um that is you know dc the dc comics universe <laughs> and um 
And then we see a galaxy swirling in Thor's eyes as he surveys the first planet that Galactus is going to devour to gain the, gain the power necessary to fight against the Black Winter. And um, Thor and Galactus have some, some words here. Yeah. Um, they, because Thor has one way he wants to go about this. Mm. He wants to get the inhabitants of the planet off, off the planet, and take them hero. to Asgard. He's a king. Yeah, he's compassionate. You know, he he cares yeah, he, for what's going on. He has empathy for both Galactus's problem, mm-hmm. which sounds weird, but he also mm-hmm. has empathy for the people of these planets. He he doesn't want to just destroy them. Um, but Galactus only cares about one thing. Um, so they, uh, these interactions uh, between this first planet, um, Thor is trying to get them off, and it's a more primitive species. Um, they don't really understand what's uh, what's going on, uh, and uh, Galactus has had enough. He's he's done being patient, and he goes to destroy the planet. And um, Thor uh, Thor sends uh, oh gosh, what are the names of the ravens? I always, I always forget this time. Munin, um, Munin, oh, and, and Munin. I always I always forget the ravens' names. I've read like know. two Thor comics in my life, so yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we're we're all ready to go. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but uh, but uh, he sends Hugen? them off. Oh, Hugin and Munin. Yes, I think they're named. Okay. Are they awesome. named differently in the Marvel comics, though? I don't know. It pops up later. I'll find the panel when it does. Yeah, I'll yeah, point that we'll, out. yeah. We'll figure it out. Oh uh, no, that's uh, what they're called. Yeah. Oh, oh, awesome. There you go. Cool. Oh, there we go. Um, so uh, the the species before Galactus can completely destroy the planet with the species on uh, on the uh, surface, mm-hmm. uh, they are whisked away to Asgard, and then uh, and then uh, they're uh, they're <laughs> they're immediately mm-hmm. introduced to Asgard by Volstag, of course. Yeah. Uh, so. This first opening action scene, guys, like I just wanted to kind of catch your, you know, catch your vibe with this first planet that they visit on uh, Thor and Galactus's uh, mission. I felt like it was very like 2001 to Space Odyssey, kind of starting <laughs> off with the apes, like in the very beginning. Yeah, um, that's the first impression I got. But, dude, I just love seeing how Thor is just like, nah, like we are doing this because of this. I don't want to help you. I'm doing this because I have to. And then he just like continues to just fuck up like galactus throwing his hammer is going through his hand do the kneecap scene oh yeah one of my favorites for sure um it's so gross (laughs) yeah like it's just and galactus is just like i can't do anything about it like i have no power i can't like you can he can get taken down right now and it's just you never really see like how you really get to see how thor how strong thor is right now and you're like oh my gosh Mm-hmm. he he basically so when i was reading these the first time uh basically whenever galactus says we're gonna do it this way it was like no no man i don't work for you yeah like yeah and then galactus says you, you know at some point in this arc he says you know i'll take your power away it was like okay yep great yep like we can do we can do this the hard way or the harder way mm-hmm. um but you know i'm not scared of you man yeah. um and, and, and I, th- I think proves it over and over again he just it's that attitude of like i'm not here to mess around like this is a no nonsense version of thor which yeah um, so it goes back thor. to what you're saying at the start of this that's right that's very true mm-hmm. uh, 
anything else about that first planet that i mean it kind of for uh, for me the way i took it was like it um it kind of shows that like thor is trying his best but you could tell that like he kind of doesn't know what he's doing still yeah or what he's getting involved with because yeah he's got an ego right he always has had one like and he you kind of realize like even though he's like whooping galactus's ass you can't forget like how strong galactus <laughs> actually is yes like yeah. this is literally one of the biggest villains of all time in general <laughs> yeah yeah literally <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> and like yeah. it's just like it shows that like they're it, it kind of creates this like a uh, dynamic between them two that like they're definitely two opposite ends mm -hmm. and it shows that like this partnership is a total mess and mm -hmm. galactus is someone that you know he may be weak right now, but you still, he isn't someone to take lightly. Yeah. How does yeah. someone who like controls, devours worlds. devours worlds and can crumble the universe, um, control like a king and a god, you know, like controlling Norn Rand is something else, a silver surfer, but you're now controlling someone who is, who's inherited all this power. And he's just, it's not the same thing that Galactus is used to. He's used to being. I have power. I'm stronger. I'm in control. You're going to do what I'm going to say. Cause I'm, you know, I'm bigger than you. And Thor is just like, no dude, I've, I've taken down bigger than you, no matter what, like yeah, we've like, never really gone toe to toe, but we will. They both have an ego. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, they yeah. do that. You know what? I, that's the best I, way to put it. I think. Yeah. Maybe I just have never verbalized it that way. It's like mm -hmm. Galactus has a huge ego. Like oh, he's quite literally big, but he's yeah, also yeah. like, he's so like full of himself because like galactus looks is like always like i'm the biggest being around and talks very like you are all beneath me kind of thing and mm -hmm. you know and, thor is kind of similar yeah yeah exactly galactus i mean, I mean and you're talking about how like he's brandon we're talking about how like he's weak at this point he does not stay weak for long no um because the next thing that happens this is where i think nick klein sets himself on that next level mm -hmm. where he draws a scene using like three colors and it is some of the most dynamic cosmic action that i had read up until this point and i'm not yeah. trying to you know wax poetic about this it legitimately like i had to stop like i was taking screenshots of things to send to people and i just ended up screenshotting whole pages <laughs> yeah because Galactus consumes this first planet, and it is this cacophony of just uh, explosions and, and big, like, atomic, you know, uh, bubbling over. That, that He did a, his own variation of the Kirby bubble, you know? Yes, and it's such it. a, a good way to do it and kind of taking it on in his own at that point. I, I didn't notice that until right now, to be honest. Actually, yeah. Well, it's only, like, one, like, two pages, really, or I guess, like, three. And uh, the the um, the new uh, the new uh, duds that, that Galactus has is uh, it's not his normal purple and blue. He's got this blackish purple tinted with these red orange lines. Yeah. And there's one there's one big uh, big uh, page where he uh, he's described as the god of hunger. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I mean that. If any of us say that we're like the weirdos by the fridge but like he said yeah. <laughs> the scariest thing and he's got this big menacing face um and then something happens at the end of this issue that was i 
so unexpected, didn't see it coming. And I am, I was audibly cheering, reading a book. Yes. At the end. Because Galactus has just consumed this planet. It's a big moment. And these big explosions come at him from the side. And then Thor and Galactus turn. And who who's there? Beta Ray Bill shows up. Of course. And he mm-hmm. is pissed. Yep. A yes. character that Donny Cates loves because Beta Ray Bill has shown up at least in two other books. I can tell you for sure. Guardians and Guardians and Death of the Inhumans. Oh, nice. Yes. I mean, I Beta Ray Bill is he's he's quintessential Thor supporting character. He's practically yeah. as big as Thor. Yeah. I mean, he he is not to be messed with. And he's he's not. He's not coming. I mean, he, he, it's it's no secret. He does not love Galactus, mm-hmm. but he's not coming after Galactus. So from what I understand, I'm not, you know, I, I like Beta Ray Bill. I've always been attracted to his character. Yeah. I played as his skin in Marvel Ultimate Alliance before I even knew who he was. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and I did uh, the, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But here it was <laughs> saying that basically Galactus is the one that destroyed his world. Um, do you know more about that? Is that true? So, so in, um, it depends on what version you're talking about, oh. to be honest. Because in the, mm. we all know. I mean, uh, not we all know. I don't want to. I don't want to be the the big bad gatekeeper. But um, Thor fans will know that uh, Beta Ray Bill is a creation of Walt Simonson. Yeah. And in Walt Simonson's first 12, 16 issues, it's all about the the destruction that Surtur brings oh. to all the worlds of. Of, of the nine realms and in that version uh the reason why beta ray bill comes along and helps thor is because surtur has destroyed the corbinites now i don't know if he is responsible for destroying their planet but i know that surtur is beta ray bill's big like his big uh conflict is with him actually in the in the recent beta ray bill miniseries uh, which him. is another thing like i really want to do on this show um, oh yeah dude that series was he, dope <laughs> he, he fights against surter so um i don't know where galactus falls into that uh to okay. be perfectly honest but um it could be absolutely could be it, it's kind of galactus's mo i feel like it, it it's like i'll try to find the panel if we walk by it um but it's okay. heavily implied that it was okay. Galactus that destroyed it but mm-hmm. i mean by all means if someone leave a comment shoot us a message yeah. like yeah. Prove us wrong. It, yeah. it, it seems like Donnie Cates always likes to make Beta Ray Bill have the worst day of his life. Like, <laughs> if you read Death of the Inhumans, you see why he gets pissed off. If you read Guardians, you see why like he gets involved. It's just like he's always he loves the character and he loves just torturing him. Oh man, yeah, and he, and then we have a uh, gosh, what's his name? The artist writer who did the Beta Ray Bill series, uh, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Yes, man. What what yeah. a you know just say kicks off like that you're just you have sympathy for him off the bat it's beautiful yeah it's that's definitely something um if there are fans of beta ray bill out there it is not lost on me that there are five issues devoted to that character and we will cover that sometime very very soon hopefully um but the next issue we know we're going to get thor versus beta ray bill and so issue three let's just jump right in and actually the we jump in with it uh with the uh scene that brandon alluded to earlier of thor fighting for a whole year mm-hmm. and it is a an amazing piece of artwork it's just awesome it's um 
either one of you guys want to take a take a stab at describing this i mean it is so one of the coolest like creature battles i've seen in the marvel comic in a while it looks like a renaissance painting (laughs) yeah no you're right that that pose that thor has yeah it's just like epic is drawn on massive very like conan like how the hell i bet you're wondering how i got in this situation you know what i mean like (laughs) one of those things (laughs) it definitely looks like conan the barbarian meets like renaissance painter Dude, with the sword stabbed in his side, you have a mm-hmm. branch yeah. in his chest. You see like, the random guy being struck by lightning and dying from it. There's there's an yeah. arrow, two arrows in one leg. Like it is there's a spear going through his torso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a beautifully and what's cool is that we're talking about time here. And um Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like what Brandon was saying was really, really resonated at the beginning of yeah. all this. Like, you know, you think of a character you know a warrior where time doesn't matter you're just in the heat of battle like you're mm-hmm. going for it you're calculating like moments to attack but that's it you know what i mean you're you're just fighting you're you just want to always fight and i feel like from my exposure to thor thor always comes into the scene ready for a battle like he's always just like let's go let's do this and having to like slow yourself down to like do political political crap after that how can you train your brain to do that? Just like how do you do? How do you how do you re basically reprogram how you work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things. It's uh, but I think man, just talking about it the way it is here, uh, how it just how do you how does he remember anything? You know, he always goes back and it's something's different, and he's used to that now. Um, it could be five years, but it was like moments to him. It seems like mm-hmm. you know. Quick question, actually, yeah. if you could answer this. So Thor was like, you know, he's as guardian, he's God and everything, but he was like a baby and a kid and he like grew into a man, but then he kind of just became an adult and he's lived like thousands of years or something like that. And he's like stayed an adult. So how does that work? Are you I've just never a kid? understood how. Yeah. He's just like you hit 21 and then you're just an adult for like 20,000 years, you know? I will explain this the best way I know how, um, which is not not uber well. But um, there is a part of um, of the Marvel comics mythology where the way that Asgardians stay immortal, it's it's not. Um, and and certain versions have done things with this where this means something in parts where it doesn't. But this is what I know: there are the uh, there's a magical fruit. Um, called the golden apples of Iduna, which is covered in uh, silver age comics and bronze age comics. Um, I actually, uh, in November, we'll do a tales of Asgard uh, episode with a a buddy of mine, uh, Chris, and we cover the story where they explain what the apples do. And basically the apples grant you immortality. Now you can still die yeah like in they they keep you alive naturally you can still die and go to valhalla or go to hell um you can still do that but um the the uh how do i say this the um the logistics of living and dying in asgard change so much oh wow okay you like you can go to valhalla and be um be a part of the the warriors there but what happens if you die in battle as a part of them i don't i don't know i do know the apples play a role in as guardian immortality um 
but beyond that, I mean, that, that would be something really fun to look into, but it's, um, that's the extent of my knowledge on the topic. Mm, that's interesting. Wow. Maybe it's like a, a rite of passage to adulthood when you're yeah. going to eat it. And then, yeah. And I know that, um, Thor, Thor goes through a rite of passage to get the hammer, uh-huh. um, uh, which is covered in those tales of Asgard stories from original journey into mystery, uh, comics. Oh. But I don't know if he has to do like a rite of passage for, the for becoming basically immortal and and maybe in some versions they've done away with it where it's just like no as guardians are immortal and that's just kind of how they work um but i mean that that's something now i want to look into even more because i'm curious yeah i mean that's a i mean that that inventory and immortality thing always baffled me like with vampires i get it because they bite you and you stay that age so you got bitten Mm -hmm. you know but like with stuff like this it's like how do you how do you say now like this is the this is the best I'm gonna look. Like let me choose this moment, you know. Like all right, it took me a thousand years to from being born to be 22, and it's gonna take ten thousand years to be 22 to 85. Yeah, because I even in That's Jason Aaron's like. Thor, he's an old man. Like he has yeah, a beard by the end like, of it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so. in Jason Aaron's Thor, you have the young and pres you have the past, present, and future Thor that meet, and it's just like, do they ever clarify how much time is in, in between those ages? No, Not to no. My it, it's like the whole Conan thing, and you see that inspired by it because you know Conan, you never defy an age, define a full like age that he got up to, or when he became King Conan. It just you're a King Conan, you know, <laughs> like it's one of yeah. those things. Yeah. Well, and even um, I mean, in Jason Aaron's God Butcher, there's three stories of Thor interacting with uh, uh, with Gore, yeah, know, the God Butcher, but one of them he's very old. Yeah. And- I mean, all of Asgard has fallen by then. So how long did that happen? And I think sometimes sometimes authors feel the need to like explain that. But other times it's like, hey, I, I don't know, debate. You know, yeah. it leads to conversations like this. Like, how did it happen? I don't you guys, you guys tell me. It's one of those um, finer details that like you could get away with it. You know what I mean? Like it 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 matters in the sense of like, how are we gonna how are we gonna think about this? You know, but when it comes down to the materials, you're like it's a comic book <laughs> yeah i can't that. overthink it yeah do Let i still want to know the answer absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's going to be a good dis- a question to ask them whenever if we ever get one of them on our shows so oh yeah, gosh, yeah keep that in mind uh, um, dude, just make uh, sure to chat uh to ask uh jason aaron yeah I, yeah the, the the file of questions i have for jason aaron is uh very long mm-hmm. <laughs> and that will that'll get i'll add that one to it yeah when it brings us back into the present in the comic, yes, uh, yes. when it hits now on the second you know page, once we're in the present, uh, that's when it's just a shot like between uh, Beta Ray Bill's arm, he's holding uh, what's it called? His hammer called Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker and then you can see yeah. uh, Thor. It says uh, he has taken my people's home. He showed right. he did not take you as well. Until then, and, you know, I shall not yield. But that's where I got it. Like I was like, okay. I guess Galactus took um his original home awesome uh, yeah i it, yeah you're right i i stand corrected i mean again I've, stuff changes there's always variations you know they, they oh yeah rewrites and stuff like that but continuity is a tricky thing with stuff like this but no like my that's my first assumption just for this yeah. being like an entry level kind of thor book at that point it, it we it, it's the it's the impetus uh the the line that brandon just read there that's it's the impetus to essentially these two brothers fighting 
Yeah. Because Beta Ray Bill is, he is of the mind that he's not going to let Thor do this. Mm-hmm. That Thor is, and um, in fact, right before that bubble that um, Brandon read, Beta Ray Bill says, I'm not going to let you corrupt your honor like this. Yeah. Like you're, you're an accessory to genocide. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What, why would I let you do this? Um, so he, uh, they, they fight this entire issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally them just fighting and them trying to come to an understanding of like, I, I won't let you do this because it's not right. And him saying, and Thor basically being like, dude, I'm on a mission. I, if you don't want to listen to me, you're going to have to get my way, but I'm in a pressing matter right now. So fucking move or let's go. Like, I don't care at this <laughs> point. Like I got to do this, you know? Move or be moved. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's thirty. Like that's the cool thing. You have so much story and exposition in issue one, and I feel the rest of these issues are like single scenes practically. But they really embellish the characterization of the mindset that Thor's in right now. There is, there's an interesting thing that happens here in the middle of this issue where um, Thor, Thor doesn't feel the need to he's like if if i use the the power of the herald of of galactus on you i'm gonna kill you yeah um so he he is he depowers himself which is a baller move Mm um like i can i can take and give power whenever i want and galactus even says uh to him like the power cosmic is mine alone to wield you are my herald i gave you your power you belong to i took and then thor cuts him off I took your power. You take nothing from me. Mm-hmm. That just shows, like, I've never realized how powerful Thor was until a scene like this. Taking it and just hey, being like, no, I'll shoot right back to you. What Do you happen to know where he stands on, like, the power level, like, of the Marvel Universe? Oh, I, I don't. To be I have honest. no idea either. I like, have no idea. I mean, I know there's, like, certain characters that like you know like there's like the living tribunal right and like yeah you know yeah uh, all that stuff like the cosmic entities but like where does thor stand <laughs> yeah i never i would be a good thing to research honestly that'd be a cool like listing and trying to figure that out he's i mean at the at the risk of sounding like a homer he's very high yeah right um, i mean this is just a great example i mean i don't know if it's ever been exemplified to this level but i would assume after seeing the scene, he's pretty damn up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, he is, he can't like, because to me, it's such an interesting question. Um, Because I'm trying to think like, Thor is not on the level of like a Franklin, Franklin Richards who can alter reality. Mm-hmm. Like he can't alter reality. He, he doesn't have like um the, the extent of like an infinity stone yeah. level of power, but he's like right below that level. I, mean, I would of, say so. Of the earth heroes, he has to be up there. Like the Hulk is strong, but like the Hulk, I don't mean to reduce the Hulk's power to him being strong. I, yeah, yeah, I I think actually, I've talked about it with my friends. I think like Hulk is like one of the strongest characters physically. And I think like Ghost Rider is too, like in terms of like a physical strength. Like I think, because it's like demonic magic that kind of like makes him powerful, right? So, I think uh, like Ghost Rider's up there, and I'm pretty sure Thor is a literal god, so he's definitely like up there as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe the MCU's downplayed him because like that fight scene between him and Hulk in the first Avengers movie. 
Yeah, I would like, say so. Or and then like um, you know, not not to get in this whole side quest kind of, but like Doctor Strange, he's an entirely different type of power. Like yeah. I think when you say powerful to me, I'm I I, I instantly go to like what kind of power yeah mm-hmm. i think like all-encompassing like physical and like i guess you could say uh uh on a uh cosmic level or you know magical level like all-encompassing because thor does kind of have all three yeah he does he can't like augment reality like dr strange for instance but he could like fly through space and you know go through different dimensions basically in different universes i guess mm-hmm. like Oh my, I'm sorry. I'm just getting distracted. Now I'm like, does the Bifrost go to different universes? <laughs> oh, fuck. Why not? Yeah. Like, wait, yeah. Don, Donnie should write an alternate universe story where the Bifrost yeah. like, goes to different universes. So the Bifrost goes, leads to the ultimate universe where Thor and Reed Rich. Oh, oh well, that could be where Donnie's going. That's a, that's a good <laughs> connection between all that stuff. There you go. I'm not mean- to spoil Venom, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I mean, yeah, his power level is, um, you know, um, semantics aside, he is on virtually unmatched. And Beta Ray Bill, especially when augmented with the power of the Herald of Galactus, like he would have killed Beta Ray Bill. Like, I mean, he backhands him, like no problem. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like yeah, fly, he whacks yeah. him out of frame and just standing there. Um, but then, but then. They, they continue the fight and Beta Ray Bill gets a actually a really good hit in on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he causes him to bleed. Um, and it's just like one liner after one liner now. Exactly. This is um, one of those comics that you could read like within like five minutes. Like you just and, and observe the art. You know what I mean? There's there it, it, that's how good of a writer he is. He's able to get his point across. There's some cool stuff we see, like the strength of Thor versus Galactus in that essence. But also, I mean, uh <laughs> Uh, Beta Ray Bill calls over Milnir, catches it, and then Thor takes Stormbreaker. But when Thor takes Stormbreaker and they clash, it shatters Stormbreaker. So and epic. That's the thing about Stormbreaker. It's the one hammer that can change Beta Ray Bill into looking somewhat normal in a sense. You know? Mm-hmm. Ah, right love there. That Look at that. Spread. It is epic. I'm- for those of you that follow us on social media and our, our Facebook group and uh, on Instagram, I will basically be screenshotting most of these issues and putting. It's hard not to in. choose a page. It's really hard not to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they give it their all. I mean, if if you are a fan who likes older comics, more power to you. Older comics are great. Mm-hmm. The artwork in here is so next level and nick klein is so next level underrated um, that he is yeah he is as responsible for this new thor as donny cates is and i know writers get a lot of credit because they're the ones creating the the um the creative flow Mm -hmm. of the stories but my gosh it's panels like that this is what sticks in your memory when you think Mm -hmm. about this thor now like when you envision him this is like our thor at this pace Beta Ray Bill, Stormbreaker being destroyed does not deter him. He is then that's that's something where we we did a, an episode a while back, a, a top five supporting characters, uh, uh, and Beta Ray Bill was very high. Um, and I I the one word that I used to describe Beta Ray Bill was honor. He has an incredible capacity for honor, so he's not going to yield. Thor even says 
will you yield? Please, please yield. Like, I again, move or I will move you. Uh, yes. And he says, nope, I'm not going to do it. And then another surprise happens. The Bifrost appears, shoots down between both of them. And who is standing there? The Lady Sif. Mm-hmm. The new mm-hmm. watcher of the Bifrost. Mm-hmm. In all of her badassery. My it's, goodness. It's great how he puts those layers. And it's one of those page turner things where you're just like, okay, what's going to happen next? Like, where is this going? I, you can't put the book down at this point, you know? I mean, you'd be oh. foolish to. Uh, so if you read it if you read it monthly you'd be hungry yeah yeah exactly and that you know this is the crazy part we're hitting issue four and um issue four is the last issue we got before covid really hit and made comic books harder to to access and thor got you know pushed back like crazy it wasn't until you know issue five was super delayed and then issue six were super delayed um so this was like our hanging point yeah yeah and then issue five first technical technically the first appearance of the black winner shot up in value and that's when ebay was just having an insane like thing going on where you're just like you can't afford comics i remember issue five was going for like 50 to 80 bucks what really yep for a brand new issue yes because it was such a low print run issue five is one of the lowest printed books out of this entire run um, yeah but it was a, also like the first appearance like fomo type of stuff like first you know physical appearance of black winter and whatnot and it just it skyrocketed in i swear party. i this is just an, a rant for another day but i swear first appearances just ruin books i know in the sense of like like i try uh i tried getting this is so random i tried there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I try I getting play my Jane Foster Thor first appearance. <laughs> I, it's just it haunts me because there's always certain issues you want to get. Like I could not get for the life of me Batgirl issue fifty that ended oh, the yeah. rebirth run of Batgirl. I couldn't get the original cover because it had a first appearance of a character that I think was going to be in a TV show or something, and it's like one panel. And because of that, that book sold like crazy. And I was like, I literally just want the regular cover. Why is this so hard to get? You know, this is just one of those FOMO things. And it happened so hard with recent books. Like this was a good example. Daredevil 25 was a good example. Oh my God, dude. Why did that shoot up in price? Just because it was like. Electra's Daredevil. Yeah, Electra's Daredevil is dope as hell. But like, it's not like Electra was a brand new character. Exactly, you know. (laughs) quick aside her design as daredevil is so cool oh, oh i love it yeah marco Cicchetto as an artist slept on it, it, yeah. so listeners again the the I, we say all of this to encourage you to go look at it for yourself mm-hmm. like the current run of daredevil is so cool right now yes. and oh, chip Zdarsky, chip Zdarsky is about to do what devil's reign yeah yeah um, after like, issue 36 I mean, it's uh, we are it's, we're so much good stuff. You yeah. could ask Brand. No, you you could ask Brandon. Like, I I don't shut up about a few things, like Jeff Lemire being one of them. But like, Daredevil is my shit. Yeah, like, it really is. That's that's pure that's, Brandonian right there. Like, I have everything from Frank Miller up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then we need to compare uh, Death of Electra copies. Oh, oh I, I only have the omnibus. I don't have like an actual copy. It is the one issue of Daredevil I have. Oh, nice. <laughs> I literally have everything else. Like, 
I think I have from Mark Wade to now in single issue. Oh, nice. I think, yeah. Yeah, I have from issue one of Mark Wade all the way to literally 35 right now. Ooh. And yeah. Wait, when this episode comes out, we'll have to just put in the parentheses like, yeah, we talked a lot about Thor and we uh, also had a little aside <laughs> yeah. of everything else. <laughs> but yeah, Mark, Marco Cicchetto, amazing artist. Yeah. yeah so, no. uh, I mean, we're back to the, uh, I believe we're at the we're at part four of the Black Winter uh, story and Sif is also not messing around. No, Sif means business. And that's the cool thing. Having a character like Sif and have her stand up to Thor at this, you know, cosmic God level, dude, she, she's not taking any BS either. You know, like she's just ready to be like, uh, what is going on? Thor, you need to chill your shit and you need to listen. And what she does to Thor's hammer right away was just like, damn, this girl has brains and power and she knows what she's doing with everything like I Brandon, love that. what does she do to the hammer <clears throat> she launches it to a king that she says that he would never he can do anything with it it's it's in a useless spot you know um but there it is in front of loki and it crashes in front of him in uh jotunheim and it's this is again another seed planted for the future but it even says that you know uh Alas, this is a story for another time. If that is, there's still time to tell. But Loki picks up Milner and he yeah. holds it. It's in his hands before it gets summoned back. And you're just like, oh, crap. Stuff is I going love, on. I love the panel at the, the bottom of the first page with Loki in it. He's looking at the hammer. He's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Loki okay. will forever be just like the boogeyman for Thor. Like yeah. the guy that's just always there to like... I don't know. It's just funny how it always comes back to him somehow. Yeah, I mean, he is he is um, he's the, the he's the he's the uh, the shredder to the Ninja Turtles. He's yeah, the, basically, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. The reader repulsa to the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Actually, I should start uh, using uh, that one. Yeah. Uh, for, for those for those uh, um, those uh, early two thousands kids, he's the Kaiba to his Yu Gi Oh. He's the team. <laughs> there you guy. go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's the pain in the ass, like, like character that's like somewhat enemy, somewhat friend. What's cool uh, about this whole scene is that you know, Lady Sif comes and she rescues Beta Ray Bill, um, pulls yes. him out of the fight because she's just like, This is going too far. Um, and Thor is literally like, Just like, go get out of here. Like, he doesn't want to fight them, he's only doing them because they're in his way, and he's telling them, I'm gonna do this, I'm telling you, I don't want to do this, but leave, just get out of here. Um, and that spirals into the Beta Ray Bill five issue miniseries. That's yes. where it picks up. So, yeah. like, readers who are trying to connect dots and you know, you want to get into that run, read this first four issues and just take off from there. Like, it's perfect. The um, before, before we uh leave the Sif stuff, mm. Sif has a bit of dialogue here that mm. I feel like to understand where Thor is at, you need to read it. Because Sif knows Thor like very few people do. Yes. Um, and she assesses where he's at so perfectly. Where she says, I know that you are restless in this new role. That you think your best days are behind you. And the idea of dying fat on a throne cripples you, Thor. But you must lose yourself in your quest to prove you're still worthy. I know you're scared of the end. But you, and Thor cuts her off real briefly, what? I am not afraid. 
And Sif says, yes, you are. And she's like, I see everything, remember? Oh, yeah, and right, I, right. I, I cut it off a yeah. little bit. Yeah. She, she's, she is, she Wait, sees everything that he is. What happened to what's his name? Beta Ray is just like to the side. He just, he got whomped last No, no I'm talking about what's his name? Uh, Heimdall. Heimdall, yeah. Oh, Heimdall. Oh, yeah. So, that was a big question I had, too. Yeah, so, like, uh, I, this is a, obviously a huge spoiler since I haven't read any Thor, but like, what happened to him? Um, goodness i mm. for those of you that want to dig into more of this read war of the realms okay, oh, okay. Fair enough. all right fair cool enough, enough. um lots of things happen in war of the realms to odin to heimdall to asgard ne- uh let's just say um sif is the new heimdall mm-hmm. at yeah. least for now um so um if, someday i really hope to do an in-depth assessment of the war of the realms um because it's just it's so dense um but uh, dense and epic like it is so again i i use the word tolkien to describe how war of the realms just it had so many implications and heimdall definitely gets swept up in the implications ah i see okay cool that's a good reference i'm definitely going to check that out even more now uh so uh sif sif and bill go go off and thor is left with uh oh right galactus is still here uh yeah. <laughs> still hanging around and he and uh he and galactus continue their 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 bantering um thor receives the power of uh, power cosmic again mm-hmm. um and then we we get a a briefer a briefer uh recap of what happens on the next three planets and it happens in this amazing spread of pages where we see galactus getting stronger and these worlds being destroyed as the inhabitants are are sent off to asgard but galactus is getting stronger and stronger and we come to the fifth planet what's cool about i mean i love these three you know planets they see and super beautiful creative like the names the creatures all of it and i love the detail what you're saying with galactus if you look at his like antenna things from one panel to another he he's like slowly like he has like um kind of your classic armor in the first panel and then he kind of looks like ace freely of kiss in the second one with the shoulder <laughs> and then you have like mega like mecha galactus at the very end of it you know like it just keeps on evolving and it, it's such a cool what you're saying him absorbing power in that transition like it's so apparent and you can only really see it through the art at that point it's 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 uh galactus going super saiyan yeah exactly and you know actually yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's actually a good way of putting it i never really thought of it that way he's he's powering up and and uh we'll we'll have to wait five more episodes to see the conclusion of this fight um you just wait and see buddy yeah it's uh we come to the last planet though and the last planet is a little unlike the um the previous ones because the inhabitants they say you know like we're we're ready to we're ready to fight against your boss and and thor's like no just no like i I hate to be the babysitter here but you guys need to go yeah and galactus he's full power mad Mm -hmm. he is he is consumed with um with getting the last piece of the puzzle because because one thing that i think we lose a little bit in these in these issues is galactus is still scared 
Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're right. That's that's very mm-hmm. true. You kind of like slip past that point. You just think he's on that mission, but he is still he's still shaking under underneath that armor. And and no matter how powerful he is, he's still afraid because the Black Winter is here. Yeah, it's come. And um, just a, a I just want to read a little bit of dialogue here um, on the I believe it's the seventeenth page where. Uh, Thor says, Galactus, sorry, we we skipped over this a little bit of information. Um, Galactus destroys this fifth planet without the inhabitants leaving. Yes. So the other four planets, the inhabitants got off safely and they're in Asgard. The fifth planet, they're destroyed along with the world. And Thor says, what in the hell are you doing? There are still people on this planet. I have not given you permission Galactus interrupts him and says, Galactus needs no permission. Your your bargain, Thunder God, you have brought me the final world and we are out of time. The Black Winter is here. Mm -hmm. And the next page, we see this sprawling, uh, you know, uh, just these tentacles of a storm consuming uh, stars and uh, suns and worlds off in the distance as Galactus drains power from this planet. And I mean, it, it all leads up to the first appearance of the, the Black Winter on the last page. And um, guys, it's ominous. Yeah. It's spooky as hell. It looks yeah. like a metal album cover. I mean, yeah, yeah it is yeah. spooky. Oh, yeah. It does look like a metal album cover. Hot yeah. Blizzard, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah. Did, you, did you guys see Rot Blizzard live? That shit was so sick. <laughs> Didn't think I was gonna get out of there alive. It's, Does the part where you add like a solo clip, just real quick, some credit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, it's such an yeah, like it's so huge and it's crazy because Galactus is just like, no, we're, we're doing this and we're mm-hmm. gone. And I love right before where Thor is masking his eyes so he doesn't yeah. see his death, and you see the tears coming out from him because he knows he just failed these people and this is not what he wanted again. Um, but then he's like, I know it had to be done, but. That makes it no better. So know this, Galactus. When the winner is clear, uh, you will answer for the people of was it Cryo, Cryo, a Cryo, a Cryo, Cryo, yeah, and for the lives that you have stolen before. Like, dude, it's and then the both of them. He's like, until then, I and then. Black Winter. <sighs> what a good cliffhanger! And it's yeah. that's the thing. This whole run is so fluid. Like, you you set up your goal. And you're just going piece by piece, kind of chipping away. And this is what's crazy is that like this entire first six issues, like almost a year goes by in this run. I'm telling you, this thing. Oh, wait, why can't I paste it? Oh, I'm telling you, this thing gives off some serious Phoenix Force like mm-hmm. like vibes. <laughs> that's like, where that's... I now you saying that and me getting to that last part, that totally resonates. It it well and um and not not as long of a um not as long of a build-up but when the phoenix force was introduced in x-men i mean gene gray doesn't go full-on bad for a while mm-hmm. but when she goes bad it's she goes bad. next level bad yeah um and there's almost this uh I, if you're an x-man fan i'm so sorry but i believe it's claremont um claremont so, yeah you're I'm asking not, the wrong people you're asking uh, the wrong podcast. Say, yeah. <laughs> i'm very yeah. i'm 
I'm very adamant about saying like, don't ask me about Claremont X Men because you're not gonna like what I I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 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 he draws that out for a while, and 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 this Black Winter is. I mean, it's the end of essentially the fifth issue until we see him, and like Brandon was saying, like in real time, it was even longer. That is going to do it for this week's episode of Across the Bifrost. I want to thank Brandon and Brandon from Apollo City Comics for stopping by again and continuing this breakdown of a fantastic comic book run, The Devourer King. We are going to conclude our breakdown of this series of books next week on the podcast, part three of this breakdown. It's going to be awesome. Next week's episode is so good. I think I've gone over it just uh, so many times. I'm, I'm so excited for you all to hear it. Can't wait for next Monday for the conclusion of this series with Apollo City Comics. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you're finding us. Rate it, review it, and then go find our friends over at Apollo City. Go search all the different podcasts, you know, uh, mediums that are out there, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts. Go and find their show as well. They've done some great stuff lately, and you're going to want to check them out. Definitely give them a shot. They would appreciate your support. And they're also in it for the same reason that I am. They want to bring awesome content that they know you will enjoy. So go check them out and then go follow them on Instagram. Uh, They have some great stuff there. They post a lot of just stuff they enjoy. These guys really are just fun to hang out with. So go follow them at their show account at Apollo City Comics on Instagram. And then go follow us. Go follow at the Mighty Thor Podcast on Instagram and then join our Facebook group where we talk about just anything in the world of Thor. Man, we got some great stuff coming up this next week because we are going to be kind of dropping some hints about some other things that we're going to be doing in the rest of the this year, 2021, and then some things I really would like to see us do in 2022. We are almost to a brand new year. We've been doing this for quite a few months now, and I honestly, everybody, we are just getting started here on Across the Bifrost, so the best is yet to come, and we've done some pretty cool stuff so far, so very excited. Easiest way you can find out about what's going on with the podcast is following us on social media, like I said, on Instagram, and go ahead and join our public Facebook group. It's under Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast. So you won't miss it. It's a public group. Please just be kind and positive, and I know you will enjoy the uh, the, the small following that we've got over there. They're a lot of fun, and you're going to meet some great Thor fans over there. So We're going to get out of here for the day, hoping to put up a few bits of bonus content this week, possibly some Eternals stuff, and I'm trying to put together a few other things that I'm really excited about. We'll see what happens with those things, but next week, we're bringing you the conclusion of this Devourer King series, and the week after that, 
We're bringing back Chris Eberly for another Tales of Asgard, another story time with Professor Eberly. So, like I've said many times, a lot of great stuff coming up on the podcast this fall, this month. The rest of the year is going to be bonkers. You're going to love it. Until we see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, dear listener, I remind you, stay worthy.